The plan was to spend Thanksgiving with my mom's family in the Midwest. At least that's how it happened in the late summer when my cousin called and asked if we would. I said yes and planned in my mind to drive us out there, which sounds hellish, but 21 hours straight through by Google Maps. Now, my wife said hell no, and so did my youngest cousin when I told her of the plan. She said instead, I've got tons of frequent flyer miles from my job. Let me just fly you guys out. You want to fly a family of five halfway across the country? Well, that's fine by me because I'd rather not drive, but I will if I have to. This was a few months ago. A funny thing happened, though. My cousin and I never spoke again. I'm half expecting the postman to deliver tickets to a flight tomorrow morning, but it's probably not going to happen this late in the game. I might call and say something before, but probably best now just to wait for Thanksgiving to call and wish her well then. We'll find out what actually happens when we sit down to the table. But today I want to talk about gravy boats, offer turkey tips, and a refreshing ocean spray as we indulge in the audio epicurean delights by way of joshing around. I miss Thanksgivings with mom the most. Sure, they were an overindulgence in food and drink, but more than anything, it was a celebration of dishes. We'd pull out mom's fine china, use the good silver, and also every casserole dish I ever bought my mom. That was the thing I did for her each Christmas, was go antiquing to find only the finest kilned cooking ware. And then I'd bring it home and let her unwrap it of the magic of Christmas Day under the tree. And she said she loved it. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But I'd like to think it was because she was into gravy boats. Every garbage sale, garage sale, estate sale, yard sale, anywhere she could get her hands on a new gravy boat, she'd buy it after negotiating a firm rock-bottom price. And we'd use two or three during Thanksgiving. She'd make special gravies just to try to make the most of them. Funny thing is, though, when she passed away, I didn't think to grab a single gravy boat. So now, on Thanksgiving Day, we've got to just schlep gravy out of a bowl, which is what we'll do come Thursday, because after giving my cousin the cold shoulder, we just went and bought a turkey, because that was easier than making an awkward phone call. I remember my first Thanksgiving away from home. I was 19 years old, living in the suburbs of Atlanta. I had just gotten evicted from the van and moved in with my Puerto Rican alcoholic militant roommate, Oscar, and couldn't really afford to drive home for Thanksgiving. Had to work and all that stuff. So there I sat around our patio furniture dining room table with Oscar as we enjoyed chicken, rice, and beans. Here's to the American dream. Being self-employed for so long, I've nearly forgotten the concept of paid holidays. But this year, taking a temp job in an office, I found out firsthand that Thanksgiving can be more of a hindrance. When your office is closed, you don't get paid for the day and miss out on that hourly wage. Meanwhile, your whole family's at home eating twice as much as they normally do while you're using three times the electricity. If there was ever a push to the cause for a national income, let's begin with paid holidays for all Americans across the board. Talk about tough turkey. I used to deep fry my bird, then finally got tired of that carcinogenic taste, so I bought one of those air fryers that you hook your propane up to drop your turkey in after you dry rub it, and put a circle of heat around it that irradiates into the bird, cooking it thoroughly. Yeah, it's great. Now, as for that rub, some people are saying on the socials this year that you can coat your turkey with hot Cheetos. And I'm telling you one thing, you won't catch me and my crew eating hot Cheetos and turkey.
Another trend is bacon wrapping your turkey. And I've seen this suggestion going around, but I'm here to tell you it's a lie. In fact, the first post was put up by a cardiologist with boat payments. I try to stay well informed, but still, I can't read everything, which is why a passing headline suggests studies show doing nothing to your turkey before you cook it is the same as brining or injecting it with a marinade. Though I'm still going to inject my bird with some Tony Cheshire's Creole-style butter, if only so that fat, foul carcass can know what it's like to chase the dragon. And now for a page out of Poor Richard's Almanac. Nearly every fifth grader knows that famous founding father Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be America's national bird. What you may not know is that for Thanksgiving dinner, the Franklin family feasted on bald eagle. Not to bog this episode down, but a staple of the Thanksgiving table, the cranberry is having a banner year, but that doesn't bode well for farmers of the swampy bitterberry. Unbeknownst to most, 85% of America's cranberries are grown in Wisconsin, with a majority of those berries then being sold to the Ocean Spray Corporation in Massachusetts. Ocean Spray then takes those cranberries and mixes them with other fruits to produce subpar juices. However, this year, ideal growing conditions have led to too many cranberries, causing Ocean Spray to destroy upwards of 25% of this year's cranberry crop. From leaving the berries on the vine, to feeding them to livestock at best, Ocean Spray is doing whatever they can to control prices because exempt from antitrust legislation, Ocean Spray and other farmers can do whatever they can to keep prices down at all costs. That said, upwards of 75% of the cranberries at my Thanksgiving table are going to get destroyed or thrown out, so I suppose 25% is a pretty low number. As has been the case in recent years, the week before Thanksgiving brings with it the arrival of Christmas tree stands on corners throughout towns nationwide. But with Thanksgiving coming so early this year, prepare to see a ton of dry trees in living rooms across the country come Christmas. As I offer you comfort and gratitude, the creepy turkey timer has popped on this episode, so go forth and preheat the proverbial oven on the annual Thanksgiving. Prepare your bird however you see fit, or say turducket and miss the boat on the whole meal. With that in mind, Chester Cheetah at your holiday table is a questionable guest at best. While we pray on birds, let us remember to offer up a word of prayer, giving thanks to whomever you choose. To my cousins, sorry to be once removed. I trust we'll see each other soon. Now though, let's end the show with a sweet holiday song before we come again to linger over more joshing around. A turkey, a turkey, a turkey. I'm glad I'm not a turkey on Thanksgiving Day. They stuff you and bake you and then they will taste you. I'm glad I'm not a turkey on Thanksgiving Day.